0: Uh, Barb was dancing, and I said, Barb, you know I love your dancing. Yes. Your dancing makes me happy. Barb, your singing makes me happy, too. You know what I'm no, I'm just kidding. Oh. You know I'm <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, many of you guys may, may, may know the story from, from, from when you were little, from the song, right? Um, and, uh, and so early in the description right, of, of, of the story, we learned he was short, right? In, in 19 verse, verse 3. We also see that he lived in Jericho, that he was a tax collector and that he was wealthy. And you know, Jericho was a wealthy town of importance due to its geographic location where where it controlled the the approach to to Jerusalem. In fact, in this story, um, uh, Jesus was actually heading there to Jerusalem. That was where he was going. He was going to Jerusalem and, and also, um, uh, you know, Jericho, you know, it, it controlled the approach to Jerusalem and crossing and the crossing of the River Jordan. As a result, it was a popular area for taxation for the Roman Empire. Rome would assign a district, a dollar figure, that they must produce and then sell the collection to the highest bidder. So here's the thing, the tax collectors were notorious for collecting more taxes than they needed to collect. Mm -hmm. Right? And so what they would do is as they collected more taxes, they would go ahead and put that extra amount in their pocket. They were, you know, pretty good businessmen if you think about it, right? I mean, kind of messed up, but hey right so they would they would go and they would shake people down and say hey you owe us taxes and they would collect the taxes they would collect a little bit more put the extra in their pocket and give rome what was quote unquote Rome's, right and so as long as rome received the required amount they didn't care what was collected rome didn't care didn't matter to rome what was collected and so this led to many abuses by tax collectors and explain why They're consistently lumped in with sinners in the Gospels. You know, in Luke 3, as people came up to uh, John the Baptist to to be baptized, in Luke 3, 12 through 13, you don't have to turn there, it says, even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? And what is... John say he says, don't collect any more than you are required to. That's what he told them. And so, you know, it's interesting that Zacchaeus means righteous one. Really? (laughs) Right? Righteous one. But this thief, this, I'm sorry, my bad, I meant chief. (laughs) See how the Lord works. This chief tax collector was not living up to his name. And so it explains why Zacchaeus was rich and considered a sinner. And so though, though he was all these things, though he was all these things in the eyes of the Jews, though he was a tax collector and a sinner and collected more than he needed to from the people, he wanted to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he was a precious lost sinner in the eyes of Jesus, our Savior. You know, regardless of what we have done in our lives, regardless of our past, regardless of who we think we were or we think we are, we have always been precious in Jesus' eyes. Amen. Isn't that encouraging? Yes. Sometimes we can look at ourselves and look at our lives and we can even look at other people. And we can think, man, who am I? Let's look at our I and mean, we look at our lives and we look at other people and we're like, what's wrong with them? Well, you know what's wrong with them? <laughs> they are somebody in Jesus' eyes. Mm-hmm. Right? We've got to be careful how we view people. Amen. And we watch the news, and the news and the media paint this picture of people. Right. And they, and they plant this picture of people mm-hmm. into us. Mm. When well, we walk away from it and we're like, oh, that person, you see what they did. You see that. Jesus looks at them and they're like, they're, he's like, they're precious. Amen. Amen. His view of people, are very different than ours. Mm-hmm. We should be sure to think of others in this way as well. Jesus wants them to be saved. Right. As terrible as they may look on TV, as terrible as they may look in the news, as as much as you may nitpick their mistakes, mm. Jesus wants them to be saved. Amen. 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 We have a habit of nitpicking everything. Right. We have a habit of of looking at people and the first thing we want to do is find their mistakes. Mm. (laughs) And Jesus says, I want that person to be saved. Mm. I want him to know me. And we come over and we're like, oh, well, you know what? Here's what's wrong with that guy. Here's what's wrong with her. Mm. And Jesus is like, just move aside because I want that guy in the tree. Amen. That's the one I want. Mm-hmm. all you guys who are coming with me and following me and you're behind me I want the dude in the tree <laughs> so guess what he seeks them but who does he seek that's a pretty much loaded question right? Mm-hmm. who does he seek I think there's, there's so much we can learn from this interaction with Zacchaeus. Let's take a look. You see, in the East, it is unusual for a man to run in the East. It's pretty unusual. Especially a wealthy government official. No less. Yet he ran down the street like a little boy following a a parade. Like a little boy running down the ice cream truck. Ice cream? Right? Like he's running down an ice cream truck. This man is running down the street. And then what does he do? Climbs a tree. Mm. How many grown men do you see climb trees? Mm. <laughs> Some of you are laughing because maybe your husband climbed trees. <laughs> but how many grown men do you see climb trees? Right? He's running down this man this 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 man. And then he's climbing trees, Mm -hmm. right? Up in the tree, dressed in his finest garb, because he's wealthy, right? And he's up there in the tree with probably the other little kids. (laughs) Grown man! Isn't that interesting? See, curiosity is certainly a characteristic of most little children, isn't it? Right. But here we have this government official who was motivated by curiosity that day. You know, John Calvin wrote that curiosity and simplicity are a sort of preparation for faith. Mm-hmm. Kids are curious. They ask a lot of questions. See, Zacchaeus was probably wondering and asking, why such a big crowd? Who's this, who's this Jesus of Nazareth that they're following? What am I missing? He didn't want to experience FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. He's like, what's going on? He's like, what's happening over here in Jericho? What am I missing? I can't see. I'm sure. But isn't it how... All of us need to be. Amen. Mm-hmm. I don't think enough of us ask enough questions. Mm-hmm. I don't think enough of us are curious enough. Are we curious about Jesus? Are we willing to do whatever it takes to see Jesus because we're just curious. We're curious about His Word. We're curious about who He is. We're curious about what makes Him who He is. We're curious about why He even loves us. Are we curious? Are we reading and studying because we are curious, thus developing questions and growing even more faithful? Are we learning new things about Jesus that excites us? Are we finding things that excites us so that we can look at our kids and we're like, like, Kai, man, guess what I learned? Travis, guess what I learned? Michael, guess what I learned? In the scriptures, this is awesome. Jason, guess what I learned in the scriptures? This is awesome. Mm. Looking at our teens and being like, man, this is awesome. (laughs) And exciting them about the Bible. Where they're more excited about the Bible than what's going on at school. Mm -hmm. Where they're gaining more cool points. Through the Bible than cool points at school. Mm -hmm. Where we're talking about, like one of my favorite things in the Old Testament is Benaiah. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. One of David's guys. Mm -hmm. Went down in a snowy pit. Mm -hmm. Chased a lion down in a snowy pit. Right, on a snowy day to kill him. Like, who chases a lion? Isn't that the other way around? Like, who goes down in a, in a, in a snowy pit to chase a lion? Right? but he, he, he was one of David's mighty men. He said, look, I'm going to kill this lion. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down in the pit to kill a lion. That is cool! That's, that's it's better than some cute girl with Adidas. Like, like it's, you get cool points for that, teens, like, if you know about that stuff. That's cooler. Right? That's awesome. Right? It's pretty awesome. You look at stuff like in the Old Testament where, where oh my goodness, where, you know, David is telling one of his guys, hey, don't kill that guy today. Leave him alone. Yeah, he's stoning me, but... Leave him alone. He's gonna get this. That's like movie stuff right there, man. The Bible is so awesome. Are we finding these these I don't call them I don't want to call them stories. I want to call it history. Right, stories are like fairy tales. It's like history. Right. It's real. Are we finding these things and like making a big deal out of it with our kids? Are we curious like that? Are we learning new things about Jesus that excites us? Does our curiosity stop after we become Christians? Mm-hmm. Is it like, yeah, we're curious and then we become Christians and we're like, oh, that was cool. And then we're done. It mm-hmm. was a kiss. His curiosity led him to an amazing encounter with Jesus. And it changed his life. I want new encounters with Jesus every day. Amen. You know, I was with the Washingtons. You know, they were over at the house the other day. And I was sharing with them that, that I want to have the same awe I had for God when I, was, when I first became a disciple. I have the same awe. Talk about it. And it's not, that is not, you know, that's not God's fault. Mm -hmm. That's mine. Mm -hmm. I long for that that awe that I had when I became a disciple where I felt, oh, I'm bulletproof, man. Mm -hmm. I stood on top of cars and I preached the word. Mm -hmm. Police had to come and get me down. I don't do those things anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They had to come get me down and then I'm like, Oh, he's gone. And I'm back up on top of the car, reaching again. And I was awed, because I felt like, oh, nothing can stop me. I was awed, like, and, like his wonder was amazing. I'd sit outside and look at the stars, and I'm like, oh, look at that. And I'm like counting them, and I'm like, oh, yeah, God's right. I can't count them. <laughs> like, I was just awed, man. Right. But we are we, oh, we like that anymore. Mm-hmm. We just go by our day and we're just like, oh yeah, good day. You know. Mm-hmm. Jesus goes after the curious. Mm-hmm. Luke 18, 17, it says, truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child mm-hmm. will never enter it. Mm-hmm. Children are always curious. You know look at that picture. He was curious. Sometimes successful people, you know, like Zacchaeus, they, they think there is nothing to be curious about. nothing impressive left out there, nothing worth chasing. Probably more than anything else, it is pride that keeps many successful people from trusting Jesus. Amen. It is pride that prevents us from prevents all of us from trusting Jesus as well. And so here is what here is what what is interest, interesting in mid story here is that is that Zacchaeus may have thought that he was seeking Jesus, but to the contrary, Jesus was seeking him. Amen. Amen. But wait a minute, you may ask, well, 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 he ran after. He ran after Jesus. He climbed climbed the tree. Yes, he did. But he wanted to see Jesus. Jesus wanted to seek and save. Jesus wanted his heart. There's a very vast difference. And so, you know, we go after Jesus, but but as sinners, we do not seek God by nature. You guys may say, some of the scriptures say that if we seek him, we'll find him. Yes, it does. But by our nature, right. according to Romans 3.11, we don't seek him. Right. Right. When Adam and Eve sinned, they hid themselves from God. But God came and sought them out. Mm. Wow. Right. God came and found them. See, we have a God who is a seeker. Jesus seeks the lost. And how about this? When, when We don't know how God had been working mm-hmm. in, in his life mm-hmm. and talk in his heart to prepare it. him to meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. Was Levi, former tax collector, mm-hmm. was Levi one of his friends? We don't know. And told him about his experience with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Was Levi praying for Zacchaeus? We don't know. Had he just... Had he just become tired of shaking people down for their money? Mm. Had he just been like, man, I can't do this anymore. I'm done taking people's money, jacking people for their money, I'm done. Mm. I just want a better life. There are people who are like that. Claudette yes. yes. and I know a, a, a brother who uh, served in Jamaica with us who used to run guns and do all these things, and he's like, man, I'm done. I want to become a disciple. Mm. Became a disciple, became a leader in God's kingdom. Mm. It's like, I'm done, man. Right? Because see, he realized the cool points from doing that, those cool points were temporary. Mm. He wanted eternal cool points. Mm. So who knows what his life was like? But praise God that we have a Savior who will always seek and find a sinner who is looking for a new beginning. Amen. They may not be, you know, they may not be looking for Jesus, but something is wrong with their life and they know something must change. Right, right, right. right. You were there. Mm -hmm. Something is wrong with your life. And something has to change. So, where do you go? Self help books? Good luck. Mm. As many of those books, they're trying to sell you something. Right? Right? Trying to sell you something. Jesus ain't trying to sell you nothing. Mm. That's right. Talk about it. Jesus approaches the crowd in Jericho, walks right through them, and goes straight to the tree. Where he's up in this tree. And he looks up at Zacchaeus and tells him, come down. Because Jesus needs to stay at his house. Mm. I'm staying at your house. Just just come on down. Get out of that tree. Don't fall. Just just come on down. So who's seeking whom here? Mm. Who's seeking whom? Make no mistake. We're told that Zacchaeus is seeking Jesus, but it is very clear, both from Jesus' actions and the words that Jesus Jesus is seeking Zacchaeus. This invitation brings him down from the tree with great joy. Wouldn't you be joyful? Wouldn't you be fired up? I would fly out of that tree. Hopefully Mm. you don't break an (laughs) ankle. But I'll be out of that tree real quick. When Jesus invites you, do you welcome him in? Mm. Are you gonna welcome him into your heart? And welcome him into your home? What a picture of grace. Jesus knows everything there is to know about you. But he still loves you. Regardless of who you are today, regardless of who you were, He still loves you and would, and would save you by His grace if you would only welcome Him in. You know, you probably, you know, you look at this picture and it's really, we wonder as we see Him up in the tree and we read the story here, you know, it's, it's not His fault, i He's sure. Poor guy. It's not his fault. Right. And he could not see over the crowd. He did what he could to overcome the, this handicap, if you want to call it that, by, by putting aside his dignity and by humbling out. Again, a government official. All these people around and they're like, why are you, what are you doing here? Gets up in the tree, becoming like a child. How many of us allow our dignity and our pride to prevent us from seeing Jesus? Mm-hmm. Teens, are you afraid that following Jesus may make you lose cool points at school? Don't worry about the cool points at school. Don't sacrifice eternal points for those temporary points at school. Those points at school are temporary. Guess what? You leave. You leave high school, you go to college. Some of those people at high school, you probably probably never see them again. And then you're gonna to have to get more cool points in college, yes. which are also temporary. <laughs> Look for the eternal points. Amen. You know, in a spiritual sense, all of us are short in stature. All right. All of us. All right. Right. None of you guys are tall. <laughs> Only me. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> all of us are short in stature. right? For all have sinned and fall short right. of the glory of God. Right. We need Jesus to lift us up to reach God's high standard. Huh. You know, it's like there's this There's a glory cookie jar, right? It's a glory cookie jar on the top shelf. And we have fallen short of it. And we can't reach it. It's just, it's just, we're just too short. And we can't reach it. And Jesus comes and he lifts us up. And he says, here you go. It's right there. We need his help. And he lifts us up and says, here, grab it. You know the tragedy is that many of us and many people in our community think we are big. We don't need to be lifted up. We we still try. We're there. We're trying to get it. But we're like, "Uh, and we try to help and and, and no, I don't need your help." We we're, we're, we're reaching. We're reaching. We just think we're big and we can't get it. Many people measure themselves not by God's standards but by man's standards. Mm -hmm. Money, position, Mm -hmm. authority, uh, popularity. Things that mean absolutely nothing to God. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's a challenge for teens too in school. Being popular doesn't mean anything to God. And so, what do they do in, in the world and in man's standards? They feel big. Those things make them feel big, right? Have enough money, you feel big. Popularity, you feel big. Mm-hmm. Position at work, you feel big. Have some authority where you could put your shoulders and tuck your shoulders back and give some orders. You feel big. You mean anything to God. Right. Zacchaeus so, trusted God. And became a child of faith. Amen. And that is as big as you can get. All right. That's as big as you can get. Mm-hmm. And so here we see that he's already becoming a new creation in Christ. Regardless of the response. To the people around them, they're grumbling, they're saying all these things, right? You always have grumblers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're always gonna have grumblers. And I, I'll tell you, even even in the church, you're gonna have grumblers. Right, that's right, They're there, they're around Jesus, they wanna be around Jesus, right? And they're grumbling. Mm-hmm. They're there grumbling. They they see this guy coming, he's a tax collector, and instead of them thinking, Man, he's a tax collector, he's coming to see Jesus, that's awesome. Yeah. They're like, Where they're grumbling. You're always going to have grumblers. And so they're grumbling about him, and he's, and he's paying them no mind. And he comes down out of this tree, and he's like, he announces to Jesus that he will give away half his money and restore fourfold any money wrongly taken. Amen. Amen. Hey Amen. He pays them no mind. He's like, whatever, you guys. Jesus just told me to come out of the tree. He's staying at my house. I'm staying at your house. You can grumble if you want. I'm repenting. I'm repenting. I'm a changed man. Let's read this again. It says in verse 8, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord. He's like, look, Lord. Here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Mm. Now, if you read some of the Old Testament, you'll understand that he he wasn't saved because of his promise to do good works here. Mm. he was saved because he trusted the Savior he gave evidence of his faith by promising to make restitution to those he had wronged. Saving faith is more than words. It's more than this confession of your faith. Mm -hmm. It it creates a union with Jesus that results in a changed life. It results in repentance. Mm -hmm. It results in you being different. You know, under the Mosaic law, this tax collector didn't have to give back four times what he had taken. You can read that in Leviticus. But he he didn't quibble, complain over the terms of the law. He offered to pay the highest price because his heart had truly been changed. Amen. He wasn't like, eh, I wonder, maybe four or three, uh, I don't know, maybe one-fifth of what? Huh? No. He said, look, four times. That's the highest number I see in the law. Let me just give that. And I bet you if Jesus said, hey, that's not enough, he'd have been like, all right, five, six, maybe <laughs> ten. That was his heart. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we quibble and complain too much about Scripture Mm -hmm. and delay change. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. We need to just change and repent and worry about all that later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And stop delaying about stuff. If you're studying the Bible, if you're considering it, If Jesus isn't a part of your life, allow God to change your heart and don't nitpick and quibble over the fine details of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Allow Him to move inside of you. You know, there are always going to be unsearchable riches Mm -hmm. that can never be fully understood or completely exhausted. And if we're faithful, we'll be okay with that. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even when you become a Christian. As a Christian, there gonna be some unsearchable stuff that you just don't understand. Talk about that. Yeah, some things are gonna take you a lifetime. Yes. Right. And you just gotta be okay with that. You know what that's called? Faith. <laughs> and you just have to be okay with it. You just gotta be okay with it. Scriptures say that there are many things that weren't even written that Jesus did. Right. And you just got to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. What was important was here was a change heart. Jesus seeking out Zacchaeus is a picture of his pursuit of each of us. Each of us. But Jesus says, Come here. Come here. Come out of that tree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Zacchaeus' actions are noble in the end but they're a response to the grace of God when it is said that Jesus came to seek and save the lost that is exactly what is meant Jesus is the one seeking and he's the one finding Right. and he's the one saving right. Right. you aren't the one That's right. doing it. That's right he is the one seeking right he's the one finding he's the one saving us right. it's like a drowning person being rescued mm-hmm. by a lifeguard mm-hmm. drowning person he's drowning and and, and when when you, that lifeguard he brings his hand down and grabs a hold of him and lifts him out of that water. We're lost. And we need to be found. And only Jesus, only Jesus can find us. Mm -hmm. Jesus responds by stating what could be described as the mission statement of Luke. Mm -hmm. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Zacchaeus might have thought he was seeking Jesus, but Jesus announces that that he himself was the one doing the seeking. Not just of Zacchaeus, but of the lost, wherever, whenever they may be. As illustrated so beautifully in Luke 15 as well. So, you know, we, we see time and again that the Lord, I'm sorry, that the heart of God in Jesus is illustrated in Luke as a heart for the lost. God doesn't want His children to be lost. And you shouldn't either. Our goal is to please Him. And our goal, therefore, is also to seek and save the lost. God doesn't want... Any one of us to perish he wants salvation to come to their house he wants to come he wants to come into your homes mm-hmm. he wants a relationship with each and every one of us. Jesus wants to be in your home and so to conclude, you know the interaction between Zacchaeus and Jesus raises a lot of challenging questions for for all of us. it raises challenging questions for us as followers of Jesus, but here is one to ponder this week. What are you doing to demonstrate that your life has been changed? Mom. What right. are each one of you doing to demonstrate that your life has been changed? Mm-hmm. Wow. Zacchaeus realized not only that, not only that changes had to be made in his life, but that reconciliation needed to take place. Right. Oftentimes we start living differently, going forward, but we don't look back. Mm -hmm. We don't look back to see what damage might need to be repaired Mm -hmm. from our life before Christ or before repenting of sin. Mm -hmm. We just look forward. We put the blinders on and we look forward and we're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do no more wrong. And we still do wrong. (laughs) Right. But Zacchaeus shows shows us that following Jesus isn't simply about making changes in the present. Mm. It's also about having hard conversations and doing the necessary work of reconciliation Mm. with the past. Mm. Reconciliation, whether it be with the past yesterday, a month ago, or years ago. Mm. We can't just think we can drop those things. That guy that got caught in that lady's house after robbing her, he repaired her screens, gave her money back, waited for the police. Many of us may think, yikes, okay? Reconciliation. How many of us feel today that we have fully reconciled? With people in our past. So I want to challenge you again. What are you doing to demonstrate that your life has been changed? Come down from your tree and welcome Jesus into your house Amen. and your heart and that will bring glory to our Lord. Amen. 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 Amen.